Have you ever needed to go to the doctor because you're struggling with some sort of symptoms or decided that you wanted to go to therapy and needed to find a new therapist but didn't quite feel comfortable sharing maybe certain things with them? Well, you're definitely not alone, and I think all of us can relate to this. And that's what I want to talk about today. Welcome to the Courageous Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Oliveira, former trauma therapist and survivor of childhood trauma. I am so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage, get settled in, and let's take this journey together. So I don't know what it was that caused me to think about this just the other day, but I thought about my own experience in going to a doctor and the nurse, it was the first time going to this particular doctor, it was a gynecologist, and the nurse that took my vitals and all of that went through some history. And fortunately, I mean, the, it didn't apply to me anyway, but I had also done a lot of healing at that point. So I was sitting there, she's asking questions, and she says, you don't have, and I don't remember if it was addiction or, I think it was addiction, but it might have been something related to being in an abusive relationship. But she said, you don't have an addiction issue or you're not in an abusive relationship, right? And that's the important part there. She said, you're not. And then whatever that was, right. So she's telling me I'm not and then putting right at the end to make it seem as though it's a question. And I was kind of a little shocked at how she said it. And I kind of laughed and I said, no. Um, And I didn't say anything to her, but I did say something to the doctor when I saw the doctor. Because the reality is for a lot of people in that situation, they may not even recognize their own reaction, their own thought process as a result of that question being asked. But anybody who would have been there and struggled with addiction or wasn't in an abusive relationship, really the likelihood of them saying yes is practically zero. Now I'm sure this nurse was not, would not have been judging somebody if they were struggling in some way. But the nature of the way that she asked the question was dismissive and for anybody who struggles with an addiction or is in an abusive relationship or has experienced any sort of interpersonal trauma, they're going to hear that question and feel a deep sense of shame. Maybe some other things too, but likely shame is going to be a significant emotional reaction that comes up. And then in this particular example, your doctor is a gynecologist and how vulnerable that is by itself. So imagine if you've been in an abusive relationship or have been experienced any sort of abuse by another person, and then you're about to get on a table naked, filled with shame. And I'm using this as an example because, again, it didn't apply to me at that particular time, and I had done a lot of healing, and so even with my history, it didn't bring up any shame for me. But I know for a lot of people, hearing it in that way 
is confirmation that it's not okay to have that issue, that the person doesn't really want to hear the truth about that issue. Because while it was phrased as a question, it was really more of a statement. And the profound impact on that or of that on people that have experienced interpersonal or childhood trauma, and typically they go together, it's really quite profound. And it got me thinking about some other things in my own life, but also other experiences that people have shared with me. And even like with a therapist and sharing something with them and then immediately being diagnosed with a personality disorder or PTSD, which are both incredibly significant diagnoses. And it may be true, well, maybe not the personality disorder, because you know how I feel about personality disorders, uh, generally speaking, at least the kinds of personality disorders that survivors of childhood trauma tend to be diagnosed with. But it happens so quickly. And while a diagnosis can be helpful in many circumstances, to be diagnosed immediately when you share something that you struggle with can affirm the fears and core beliefs that we have been holding on to. And it really can be incredibly impactful. I remember a, a male client years ago who shared with me that he had gone to therapy before. He was a survivor of childhood abuse. And he shared that with a therapist. And I don't remember exactly what was said, but the therapist immediately just as a result of him sharing that history, the therapist immediately asked him if he ever had any thoughts or desires about abusing somebody else. Now, that definitely suggests to me that that therapist doesn't understand childhood trauma um, and probably shouldn't be working with survivors. Well, absolutely should not be working with survivors of childhood trauma. But as a client, you don't have that understanding we go to professionals, mental health, medical, because they have expertise. And just like we go to a lawyer for their expertise, we have to be able to put a certain amount of trust in that expertise, that what they're saying is accurate, and the way that they're trying to help us is the best way to help us. And so going to a doctor when you're struggling with some sort of symptom or symptoms and they look at you and say, well, you just need to lose some weight. Yeah, that's not helpful. And it's incredibly shaming. And if you go to even a medical doctor, and I know that this has happened for people and they happen to share, however it comes up, that they have a history of childhood trauma, a regular like primary care doctor will often immediately diagnose them and want to put them on medication, even if their symptoms aren't mental health related. And if they are mental health related, they should be referring them to a therapist. But when we're met with those types of things, not only does it bring up all the shame that we've been carrying around, likely for much of our lives, which creates a whole lot of difficulty, but it also then keeps us from getting the help that we need and also reinforcing the idea that it isn't safe, that there's no benefit in getting that help. Because there is no doubt in my mind, had that person said, that nurse on that particular appointment, if that nurse had said that to me, 
earlier in my life, I would have been filled with so much shame because I had been in an abusive relationship. And so whether I had been in one previously or I was in one at the time that I would have seen her before I went through my own healing process, if she had said that to me, I would have been filled with so much shame. And then when the doctor came in to do my examination, because so much of the shame that I already felt was about interpersonal trauma and childhood sexual abuse, to be in that incredibly vulnerable, literal position and have a doctor do that type of invasive, often triggering exam really would be enough to push somebody over the edge, so to speak. And what can be so challenging about it, or one thing that can be so challenging about it, is that as the person experiencing it, you may not have a sense at all of what is happening because we can be so disconnected that we're not necessarily aware of the fact that our body is responding to shame because of what was said. Um, we can recognize or end up believing that everything that we're feeling and the intense um, shame or fear or discomfort is because somehow we're wrong or we made the wrong decision in being there, which is not accurate, but how we internalize that and how we interpret it has an impact on what we choose to do later. And if, for example, you're a sexually active person and you think that you might have a STI or STD, um, and the woman comes in or the doctor comes in to give you the exam, you're likely not going to share that because you're going to feel so much shame that that's going to add to the shame. You're going to think that this person is going to judge you. And then you don't get the help that you need. And this is true when you're working with a therapist as well. I don't really recommend that when you're first working with a therapist from the very beginning, I don't necessarily suggest that you always say, okay, I have this history of all of this, and this is why I'm coming to you. Now, there's nothing wrong with doing that, and it actually can be really beneficial to do that. But I also think that there can be some downsides in terms of the impact that it has on you as an individual kind of going into that situation. So it's just important to honor what is present for you and what you need to do to take care of yourself. But I have worked with a lot of people over the years, not so much since I started doing my work online because that's the work that I do now. That's the sole work that I do now. But when I had my private practice, I worked with people that had lots of different types of issues. And the majority of people did have childhood trauma, but I certainly saw some that didn't. And I had it on my initial paperwork that people filled out. I asked very specifically, do you have a history? And I don't remember exactly the language that I used, but basically, do you have a history of childhood trauma? And I asked about previous therapy and that sort of thing. And I definitely had more than a handful of people that either left a blank, which was a pretty big indicator much of the time, but sometimes would even say no, who later, maybe it was a month later, maybe it was two years later, ended up sharing that they had a history of trauma. And there are reasons why, and there's no judgment about it taking the time that it does. You have to be able to feel safe enough, especially if you've never talked about it before. But if you're met with 
questions or statements that judge, even if it's not intentional judging on the person's part, but can be easily interpreted as a judgment, you're not going to be able to feel safe. You're going to end up feeling worse because you're likely going to have shame come up and it causes you to not want to continue to get help or support, even if it's something a year from now that is unrelated. It creates mistrust in the system, so to speak. And I get it. And I've had similar types of experiences with, actually, I think a mental health person and certainly in the medical realm. And women tend to hear so often when it comes to medical doctors that we're just anxious, we're just depressed, our symptoms are not often taken seriously, and we can easily be slapped with a label. And of course, this goes way back. This is not a new issue. We're still just dealing with the aftermath of how significant and severe it used to be. And while we've come a long way, we still have a long way to go, particularly for women of color and in many ways, people of color generally, and certainly just as women. And of course, this can apply across the board. It's not just these particular demographics, but the history still plays out in training in our views, even if they're not conscious views about things like the therapist that said that to my male client, how wrong, <laughs> just horrific to be so vulnerable and to share that and then have that person ask you the first thing they say to you. That can really create a lot of damage. And whether it is being fat shamed by a doctor and just completely dismissing any symptoms because you might need to lose 10 or 100 pounds, or at least according to them, you might need to lose 10 or 100 pounds, or there's no specific blood test you can to, do to determine what your symptoms might be related to and therefore just, well, get more sleep or there's really nothing we can do. That is such a dismissive thing to experience. And for somebody who has experienced childhood trauma, it can feel incredibly familiar. And particularly when we're somewhere either before the healing journey or on the healing journey, when we feel something familiar that is dismissive, that is shaming. And again, it doesn't have to be that the person necessarily did something wrong. Of course, a couple of those examples are not right, not appropriate. But it doesn't have to be that somebody is doing something wrong necessarily, and we can still feel shame around it just because of what it brings up for us. But when we feel that, when it feels familiar, we tend to close down. It certainly isn't something that's going to motivate us to share more or to even try another person because the expectation will be that something similar or worse will happen. And I hear people talk about this a lot in terms of therapy. And again, it doesn't have to be that somebody did something wrong. It could just be that maybe it wasn't the greatest fit. It could be that maybe they feel like they didn't get a lot of help. And the desire to put yourself in that position again just can feel like it's way too much and just frankly, not worth it. So um, what I want 
first of all, so I, I wanted to be able to just recognize help you recognize that if you've experienced any of these things, you're not alone and there's nothing wrong with you. And also that if you have an experience that leaves you feeling not listened to or ashamed, if you don't feel like you can actually bring that up to that person, and I'm talking more specifically around somebody that you would hire for services of some sort, if you don't feel like you can have that conversation, if you can mention it to that person, then first of all, please don't give up because not everybody is going to respond in that way. And it's an invitation to find somebody that you can work with that will really be able to give you the support, the understanding, the information the professional knowledge and expertise to help you in whatever way that you're needing help. But the power that the language that the professionals that we choose to hire have has on us is incredibly significant. And the more vulnerable that situation, the more impactful it can be. And I know I have certainly been there and I know a lot of people that I've spoken with have been there too, like going to a medical doctor and being embarrassed by your symptoms, being embarrassed about how your body isn't working properly or even just talking about like bathroom habits can be really difficult for people because there's a lot of embarrassment and even shame because of the connection to childhood sexual abuse. It's about our body. Right. And so, therefore, anything related to our body can bring up a lot of shame. But if you're having a lot of like digestive issues, you need to be able to be pretty honest and open with your doctor. Because if they don't have all the information, then any tests or suggestions that they give you are going to be based on things that are not entirely accurate because they don't have the whole picture. And the same is true for a therapist. So it's important for you to feel safe. It's important for you to be able to recognize that there is absolutely nothing for you to be embarrassed about, certainly nothing for you to feel ashamed of, and to really practice using your voice, being able to speak up and share what is really present for you so that you can get the help and the treatment that you, re that you really need. So I'd love for you to share with me, have you ever had a similar experience? Has a doctor or a therapist or maybe even some other sort of professional ever said something to you that really kind of reinforced that there's something just wrong with you or maybe something that you ended up feeling shame around? Did it keep you from wanting to go back? Again, the more we can have conversations like this, the less stigma there is, the more awareness there is. And with both of those things, the less shame we feel and the easier it becomes to honor ourselves and do the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves. Thank you so much for spending this time and sharing this space with me. Together we heal. Make sure to subscribe. And if you haven't yet, make sure to leave a review. I'll look forward to connecting with you next time.